Update, where a Vanderbilt student and a Vanderbilt graduate go through each Austin and Alley episode one by one. I'm Emily. And I'm Abby. And today we're going to talk about the first episode of Austin and Alley, Rockers and Writers. Uh, Abby, how did you get into Austin and Alley? Well, I watched Disney Channel all the time, starting with High School Musical 2. So after Good Luck Charlie had started, Austin and Alley came on and I started watching it and I loved it. And so I kept watching it. How about you? How did you get into Austin and Alley? Well, my cousins uh, had the Disney Channel at their house, so we'd always watch it there. And uh, I really enjoyed the humor of Austin and Allie. And my cousin and my sister were like so-so about it, but I would laugh so hard that they would laugh just because I was laughing. Uh, And then when I moved um, to Chad just like a year or so ago, uh, it was like my comfort show on my move back. It was like, oh, like, this is like home watching Austin and Allie. Uh, that awesome. is how I got into uh, Austin and Allie. Uh, could you give us a brief summary of the uh, the episode? Sure. So this is Rockers and Writers, Season 1, Episode 1. Um, basically what happens is Allie and Trish meet Austin and Dez at the music store. Austin is playing the drums with corn dogs, And Austin overhears Allie playing a song that she had written. They didn't initially get along, but he ended up overhearing this. So he accidentally steals the song, makes a music video with Dez, and becomes an overnight internet sensation. What? Um, Allie gets mad at him for stealing the song, naturally, but he apologizes and asks her to write another song with him for The Helen Show. Very clever uh, homage to The Ellen Show. (laughs) So, um, after she hears that both of their fathers discourage their musical dreams, she agrees and they stay up all night writing a new song for Austin to perform. On the show, Austin tries to get Allie to face her stage fright, but she panics and accidentally destroys the set. So, by way of apology, Austin fills her practice room with a bunch of new stuff, including a new piano that she had been asking for. And he asks her to be his partner because she writes, he rocks. Hence, rockers and writers. She agrees, starting out the best songwriting duo since Kelsey Nielsen and Ryan Evans. And that is the episode. Oh, awesome. That I love your summary. <laughs> It's very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how about we get into some defining moments from this episode? Uh, that is, moments that uh, kind of define the trajectory for the rest of the series or um, even uh, the rest of this season. Uh, I okay. So there, I think there are more than usual in this one because it is the first episode. So I have I like agree. eight defining moments that I picked out, and then kind of additional defining moments for characters. Uh, But I don't know if you... I mean, the first one is just the intro, (laughs) which is... uh, So I didn't watch the first episode. Like, I had seen most of the series before I saw the first episode. 
Um, and I was uh, kind of nervous watching the first episode when I first saw it because I thought, oh, like, it's not going to be that great. Like, it's not going to be that on point. It's probably just going to be kind of a disappointing pilot. Um, mm-hmm. But then I watched it and I really enjoyed the intro and thought, like, the humor was, like, super on brand with, like, uh, uh, like being misunderstood when someone talks to you, when Lady, uh, when... Allie's talking to Trish, and then Trish, like, goes around, and there's an old lady, and she's like, we should hang out! And then the old lady's like, okay, I'd love to! <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, and then also when uh, uh, the harmonica ends up in the old lady's throat, and Des goes to do the Heimlich maneuver, and, like, the harmonica music comes out of the old lady, I also thought was, like, yes. very on point, and, like, you know, a great, like, intro into uh and very uh you know very much a defining moment for the series like getting its footing in uh in the humor just like in that the initial introduction yes i would agree um i think of course the biggest thing is meeting the characters and i was really impressed with the way they set up immediately who they are, what their motivations are, and what's unique about them. Mm. But it didn't feel like too much exposition. Yeah. I was really surprised by that, going back and watching it. It's like, you know, Allie dreams of making it in the music biz and has stage fright. You know, Trish is her BFF and that she has a terrible (laughs) work ethic. We know that Allie, or that Austin dreams of making it in the music biz. And he is insecure about his musicianship and Des is Austin's BFF and he dreams of directing films and Des is weird. <laughs> and there you go. That's all you need to know about the characters. Yeah. To um, um, I think my favorite defining moment though, the one that I picked up was the first time Ali says, don't touch my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have that as a, as a quote for yeah. like, Yeah. <laughs> Something that comes into play like so much later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of a name for like all four of them because we have like Ostley, right? For like, you know, Austin mm-hmm. and Allie. Uh, and uh, I went. So one thought is like the uh, initial letters of their names can go into ta da! It's like Trish, <laughs> Allie, as an Austin. So I don't know if that's a good like, you know, friendship name. Uh, but. I thought no, that's it was kind great. of fun. <laughs> that's great. We should use that. <laughs> so it was a great ta-da moment at the at the, the intro there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, for the, the episode. <laughs> yeah. And also the theme song. Yes, yeah. Strong agree, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh like the I don't know. Like the the lyrics, like "There's no way I can make without you, do without you, be here without the yeah," is like you know the thesis of the whole series, I think, and like works yeah, really well defining that. It makes every episode better. Like even if I don't know, even if this episode weren't good, the the theme song would still be like really enjoyable to come yes. watch and listen to. Absolutely, yeah. And then it focuses on all four of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought another defining moment, of course, is Austin's first song. So yes. we can have our first music review, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, and we also have a second song in this episode, but uh, mm-hmm. we have Austin's first song. Do you know the title of the song? 
Yes, I have both Austin and Alley soundtracks. <laughs> I thought you might know the title of the song. <laughs> so the first song, the one that he steals from Alley, is Double Take. And the second song that they co-write for The Helen Show is Break Down the Walls. And um, Double Take is worth, actually everything about this episode is worth remembering, because it comes back, various elements come back in later episodes, and one of them is Double Take, because later in the series, that gets parodied, basically, by another musical artist, which didn't make sense to me until I saw the first episode, because like you, I didn't see the first episode until after I had seen most of the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and of course, like, you know, the first song's exciting because it's, like, starts <laughs> off, like, his whole musical career in getting to be on the Helen show. <laughs> yep. Which, that, that clip comes back to multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, within this music review, uh, so there's a why is the audience laughing moment? Where, like, we see the music video and, like, suddenly, like, the laugh track audience, I don't know if it's a live audience or not, or if they, mm-hmm. you know, added it later, uh, the, suddenly it shows the five Austins and the audience laughs. I wasn't sure, like, <laughs> why the <laughs> audience, like, decided to laugh at that particular moment or why they, like, put that laugh track in there. I um, didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, oh, but sorry, that does seem bizarre. Yeah. No, like, it just shows, like, it like you know it's focusing just on him and then it switches to like looking at all five and the audience goes ha 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 <laughs> so i don't know if you know the audience continues to laugh at odd moments later on but that uh you know also stuck out to me in that first song <laughs> uh but i enjoyed mm-hmm. i enjoyed double take a lot mm-hmm. uh and then the second song uh was nice because it was their first all nighter <laughs> and they pull many of those <laughs> uh yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh, the hardworking montage where they have the Chinese takeout and uh, Allie waking him up with the gongs. Yeah. <laughs> they're becoming friends for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I, I could be misremembering this, but I think there's a moment where they're playing the piano together and their hands accidentally touch and then they both look and like pull back. <laughs> Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed the the awkward, uh, oh, we're going to shake hands or high five. Oh, we're going to hug. Oh, we're not going to do either. Yep. <laughs> they, they bring back again at the end as well, at the end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, but before, before the first all-nighter, uh, we get our, our first apology, which I think is like a pretty like defining moment where Austin apologizes to Allie for stealing... Absolutely. Uh, her song and you know kind of being a jerk about it and not making it right even after he found out like you know he initially accidentally stole the song because mm-hmm. he thought he had like had a dream about it or whatever and didn't remember where he had heard it um, yeah. but then even when he finds out like oh that wasn't my song he doesn't initially correct it he just you know he doesn't do anything uh, but then he comes back later with the first apology which I thought is really nice and really like sets the tone uh for what Austin Alley is about, like, you know, it's silly and goofy and the characters are all goofy and it's about friendship, but it's also about, like, being able to be sincere and be able to admit, like, when you're wrong. Yeah. And also how difficult it is to make music. Mm. 
because they have to stay up all night writing a song. Oh, um, one of the things that I thought was hilarious was, and a pretty defining moment, is when Austin is trying to cheer Ellie up and get her to be all, you know, happy and creative. So he puts on these dance lights and this dance music, <laughs> and then Des and Trish, for no particular reason, come out of the practice room dressed in samba gear. And they just start break out into this choreographed dance. Yeah. Which, it's hard to describe how that's a thing that comes back through the rest of the show, but it is. It happens so many times. The Austin and Allie are... One of them is trying to do something for the other, and then Des and Trish come out somehow working together, even though they don't particularly like each other, in this choreographed, pre-planned, had to take weeks to come up with this, but somehow they did it in a couple hours. It was great. Yeah, yeah. No, I love, I love that, yeah, with the part of the episode where Austin, like, inspires Allie into, like, not writing a sad song by doing it. I, it's one of my favorite, like, I don't know, maybe favorite part of the series, but definitely, like, one of my favorite parts of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was an overall very good pilot. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. Uh, and even, like, a little over-the-top, like, two songs in one, like, episode and, like, you know, the... Mm-hmm. The Helen show, like, so much happens. Like, it doesn't feel rushed in the moment, but, like, going back over, it's like, there's a ton of stuff that, like, happens in the, you know, 25 minutes or however long it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Have you tried, do you write music, Abby? No. Um, I write lyrics. That's cool. Which is in itself difficult. Yeah. Because you want them to mean something, and you want them to be clever, and you want them to rhyme, but you also want them to fall within a specified meter. Sure. Coming up with words that fit those limitations is difficult. And it's similar to poetry, except you're, like, more limited on the type of meter and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, poetry can be more freeform. I don't I don't know much about music for our audience. Abby knows much more about music than I do. <laughs> so. uh, Not that much. Do you have any other defining moments for uh, this episode that come to mind? Well, uh, Trish quit her first three jobs. Oh, it's true. She does. <laughs> Or get, gets fired, rather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are... All of those taken together are one very defining moment. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Did she have four jobs in this episode, I think? Oh, well, I can tell you. <laughs> Let me get out. Oh, no, where'd I put it? So, of course, oh, yay, it's time for Trish's jobs tally. <laughs> it is. I got a little thing. Uh, let me check my notes to make sure I'm getting all of them, but she actually has five jobs, so... I miscounted. Well, one of them's kind of like, you know, well, mm-hmm. you know, different than the other ones. So we ha- she has the cupcake score. Uh, then she also has the magic store, where she works as a magician. Pet store. 
mug store, which I thought that line was really funny. She was like, this was so worth uh, quitting my job at the mug store to be here on the Helen show. And that was really good. Yeah. Uh, and then she also becomes Austin's manager. <laughs> the one job that she maybe ends yes. up keeping. Yes. Uh, yeah. One of the things I love about all of Trisha's jobs is that there's a headband to go with every single one. It's like everyone in that mall, part of their uniform is a headband. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a big she thing. She has a headband with a cupcake on it. She has a headband with yo-yos on it. She has a headband with a mug on it. <laughs> I wonder if she got to keep all of those. If Rainy Rodriguez got to keep all of those headbands. Or even any of them. I bet she kept one. Tweet at. <laughs> Tweet at her, guys. <laughs> Ask. I bet she's been asked that question before. We could, uh, we could Google. So. <laughs> uh, I have a few quotes from people uh, that I wrote down because I thought they were funny. Uh, I thought Trish overall had like a very strong intro. Like a very good like... Uh... Mm-hmm. I don't know. A very good like... Her personality really showed through in this episode. Uh, this isn't... I guess this isn't technically a quote. But I really enjoyed when uh, Allie like was like what's that song? And she, like, shimmied back, like, seeing the song. <laughs> I thought that was, like, really well performed and really well done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's also when she uh, first meets Dez and he, like, you know, sprays uh, Austin's sweat on her and she says, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, when uh, she has uh, her phone rings and it's, like, the song that Austin stole in. Yeah. And she's like, it's a catchy song in defense. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> Typical Trish. Yeah. Loyal to her friends, but not that loyal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, obviously uh, a good friend to Allie, but also just like, you know, it's a catchy I just kind of self-focused or whatever. But, you know, yeah. it, it works well for the TV show. <laughs> uh, some favorite quotes from Des were, uh, when Dez's dad tells him, Dez, stop texting the dog! Which <laughs> <laughs> is so random. And, like, it really worked out. Uh, and then also, we also have our first moment where, like, Dez just randomly has something that he should by, like, no means have and is, like, yes. completely out of the blue. Yes, <laughs> where, uh, absolutely. Uh... Like, Allie, like, is like, I'll, I'll give, or Austin to Allie is like, I'll do anything, like, you know, I'll do anything to, like, make it up to you. And Allie's like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, a ham. And they're like, oh? And this is like, you wrote a ham? <laughs> Apparently that's what I said. Uh, here, you can give her my ham if you want. And, like, he high fives the ham. I thought that was very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also when he gives the buzz. Yeah, says, we also got you this one, where they have, like, the congratulatory bug, and then they also have, like, we're, we're sorry you didn't make it, when they succeed in writing the song, yes. Trish gives them the correct mug, but Des is like, we also got you this one that says, oh, sorry, you tried your best, you did your best. Yeah. Uh, Another defining and- moment for Des, because he does that a lot, where he just says something <laughs> that it, he's very obviously not supposed to say. Yeah. I have a theory about Dez. So Dez, like, often comes across as, like, a little bit of, like, you know, the village idiot or whatever. Like, you know, just the person mm-hmm. who's not very smart, misunderstands. I think Dez may actually be a genius. 
I think he uh, he knows what he's doing most of the time, and he doesn't mind looking like he's dumb, as long as it's funny. And sometimes he goes a little too far, and he hurts people, because, you know, he, he's, just, he's just so committed to the joke. But I think that maybe Dennis is actually, like, completely aware of when he's being dumb. He just, like, doesn't care if people think he's not smart, because he cares so much about the joke. So we'll see if that holds up going forward. But I, I think it's I think it's a possibility. <laughs> so do you think that Des sent some sort of did some sort of magician's force on Allie to get her to say ham because he had a ham <laughs> in his backpack? Wow, that's that would be like you know a real genius move. <laughs> we'll I wasn't even thinking that far. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Yeah, maybe you know, he, do that. They they force you to draw a card that they know. Maybe earlier he had someone come in who like had a ham off screen, and like that's why it was in Allie's like you know subconscious or whatever. She was like, "What do I want? What do I want? I want something really big." And, like you know, a ham salesman came in earlier, and that's like you know why she said that, and that's why he was prepared. <laughs> maybe we we'll see. I think that might hold up. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we also have uh, Des says I, to Trish for his next music video I need 10,000 monkeys and a giant wedding cake and she's like you could have a turtle and a donut and he's like I already have that and the donut I thought a nice Austin and Des moment is when like uh, Austin gets sprayed with the, spo- the foam spitter and Des is like me uh-huh. too me too I thought that was nice Oh, that's another defining moment we have. The first what up? Oh, does that happen? Yes. Oh, that's yes, so exciting. I forget when. Oh, it was when they were in Austin's bedroom after Allie came to confront him about the song. And they're talking about all the new Austin merchandise that does has come okay, up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. There may be one of those in every episode. We'll Ooh, have to check. But what up, Tally? All right, some quick quotes for Allie and Austin. They don't have as many, uh, even though they're like the main characters. Uh, Allie says, and in the future, please obey signs, which is you know, very <laughs> typical Allie. Yep. Uh, and then she also says, I like pickles. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Allie's pickle uh, obsession. Uh, and then from Austin, I appreciate the, uh, it's true, I do like pancakes. <laughs> when he's <laughs> quoting his little character, like, the character says, I'm awesome, and I like pancakes. And, like, Austin doesn't focus on the I aus- I'm awesome part, he focuses on the liking pancakes part, which I thought was, like, you know, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then when they finish writing their first song after the all-nighter, uh, Austin says, it took all night, but we did it! <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the, that part a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think probably my favorite quote from that episode is that just really captures who Austin is at that point in the series is, see, now you have to face your fears. I planned it all along. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like Ali's like immediate response to when he later asked, like, do you want to be partners? It's like spend more time with you. <laughs> but then of course they do and they become partners. But uh yes. <laughs> The show wouldn't be called Austin and Ali otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright, any other uh, lingering thoughts you have, Abby, about the episode itself before we go into our uh, our ranking of the episode? Hmm. None might come to mind. Oh, I actually found one. Uh, so, for the Helen show, I like how all the audience is kids. This is just a random note. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, one adult and, like, mostly, like, 12-year-olds. <laughs> and then uh, the radio, I guess, like, the TV show or the the TV channel that it's on is mm -hmm. W-A-A-H-3. Wah! Three! <laughs> Which I thought was, like, a nice, funny, uh, you know, shows attention to writing or whatever by the by the creators of the show. Uh, and then we get uh, Allie's screen name is Cat 88 which is also fun. <laughs> Yes. Alright, <laughs> right, moving into uh into ranking. Uh so instead of rating the episode, it's still a rating system, but it's a little different than a normal rating system. Uh we're yes. gonna try to rank all the episodes uh for season one. So we're not gonna know exactly because we're not gonna think about it far in advance for where we think each episode should go. But uh, it's going to be out of 19, because I believe there are 19 episodes in the first season. Uh, and then, so we're going to say if we think this is going to be our most favorite episode out of the season, we're going to rank it 1. If we think it's our 10th favorite, we're going to rank it 10. If it's our least favorite ever in this season, it's going to be 19. Uh, would you, what, what do you think, Abby, for, uh, what's your prediction for where you would rank this episode out of season 1? I'm going to give this episode a, I'm trying to remember. I'm thinking about a seven. Okay. Thinking about a seven. It's a really good episode, but I'm the kind of person who, when I love an episode, it's like, I know everything about it and I just love that episode. It has to have something that I've been wanting for a while. This being the first episode can't really have that. Great episode, really sets up the show, but not really 25 material. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. How about uh, I would give it, I think, a 1 out of 19, which I know wow. is high. But uh, I think part of it's nostalgia. I think part of it's just the intro. Uh, but then like getting to meet all the characters. We'll see. Maybe I'll watch the second episode and be like, oh, actually that one was like, you know, one out of, you know, maybe mm -hmm. I'm just like too optimistic because I haven't seen it in a while. But uh, I really enjoyed watching it. So I think it might be my favorite episode out of the of this this first season. So That's interesting. <laughs> we'll see. It's a high bar to clear for the rest of the show. Well, it's true. It's like, you know, it's well, it's kind of like an anticlimactic, like, ranking. It's like, oh, we've, you know, we've climaxed for the first <laughs> season, <laughs> from my perspective. So I'm glad, like, you know, you have the 7 out of 19, so you can, we can look forward yeah. to what's your, what uh, your favorite one's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug, Abby, 
that uh, is related to tween or teen culture and is maybe no longer being produced as Austin Alley is not, is no longer now being produced. Well, I don't have anything extra special this week, so I'm just going to go to my default, which is always High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> In particular, I would recommend watching Nostalgia Critic's review of High School Musical 3. He didn't review the first two because they didn't come out in theaters. They were straight to TV. But he reviewed High School Musical 3. And Nostalgia Critic is a pretty cynical dude, especially when it comes to the campy kind of stuff that High School Musical is. But he was, for a normal person who doesn't have the same elevated appreciation of the musical as an art form that I do, gave a very fair approximation of what that movie is, what it does. And his takeaway was that it's actually better than it deserves to be. Hmm. Which, for him, is very generous. So, if you have any interest in hearing what Nostalgia Critic, who is quite a reputable YouTube movie critic, has to say about my favorite movie of all time, you should check it out. Awesome. Cool. Uh, <laughs> what are you watching have... this week, Emily? Oh, well, this week, uh, this morning, I watched Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, so I watched uh, the first episode, uh, I believe, of the third season. So I'm going to plug the third season of Avatar The Last Airbender. Strong recommend. Uh, very good heroes to look up to in Aang and very, you know... Uh, sympathetic uh, enemies as well to, you know, to love in the form of Zuko. Maybe not as much in the form of Azula. But <laughs> uh, do you have any personal, like, Twitter account or anything you'd like for people to follow you specifically at? <laughs> I know we have one for the podcast, but, you know, just wanted to give you a um, chance. <laughs> I have a Twitter account that I don't use, but um, if you want to, it's at AbbyKeteje. I started it for my Spanish class, and that is at capital A-B-B-Y-Q-U-E capital T-E-J-E. Okay, awesome. Very cool. Uh, I don't have a Twitter account, but our podcast has a Twitter account. Uh, yes, is... it does! <laughs> uh, would you like to plug it for us, Abby? <laughs> you started it, you go. Okay, it's at Abilie always, you know, Abby and Emily. Uh, which we spelled A-B-I-L-Y always. Uh, you can also email us at awesomelyalways at gmail.com with any questions or uh, comments. Uh, be sure to get, rank us on iTunes or, you know, give us a review. Or you can rank this episode out of, we're going to have any seven episodes total. He's, so you can tell us, you know, where you <laughs> think this one <laughs> so will rank. Uh, and I also want to say that the music, which Abby has not heard yet, but you will have heard audience, hopefully, uh, a theme song we have is going to be provided by Epidemic Sound. Great. And, uh, how would you like to say goodbye, Abby, <laughs> to our listeners? Or, or, you know, say anything else you want to say to, to our listeners? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Uh, let's say, sh shall we say farewell? Is that, is that a nice, like, outro? 
See I you think later. so. Okay. Oh. Farewell. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> Alright. Yay! <laughs> Catch us next week. <laughs> Woo!